0: How do I correctly pronounce your surname? I don't know. I never asked.
1: Porracin.
0: Oh, f***ing hell. (laughs) (laughs) Porracin. Oh, Jesus Christ. F***ing hell.
1: It's (laughs) Porracin. Do it again. Porracin.
0: There's no chance. Absolutely no chance.
1: Try, try
0: Porracin.
1: Just <laughs> <laughs> yeah, say double R. Porracin. Porra.
0: Porra, porra,
1: porracin. Justo. Yes. Like that.
0: Oh, God. I'm just going to call you Monica.
1: So No one has ever asked me how to pronounce it. I think that people don't even try.
0: No, well, in my head, like I always say poracin because I'm British, but then I was like, oh, wait a second, this is definitely going to be some kind of, there's going to be something going on with the C that I hadn't predicted, like a ch, ch, ch sound, I better ask before I even try it. Uh,
1: just pretend there is an H after the C.
0: Polachin. Polachin.
1: Correct. <sighs>
0: okay. Okay. Polachin. Moni- and it's Monica, right? It's not like, Monicha. <laughs> <laughs>
1: No, not all. his Monica is correct?
0: Monica <laughs> Oh I've said it too many times now.
1: <laughs>
0: None of it makes any sense to me anymore.
1: Oh, God. This is a great start. <laughs> oh dear. <laughs>
0: Hello, watch fans. Today, I am welcoming my good friend Monica Porochin into. How was that? Perfect. I got it. I got it close enough. Okay, uh, into the smooth booth to record a lovely interview for your ears. We have Monica, who is the founder, director, and overall guru of the Blue Company, based in London. Uh, hi, Monica. Welcome to the show.
1: Hello, Rob. Thank you for inviting.
0: It's uh, it's my pleasure, of course. Uh, now you and I have known each other for about six years or so now, um, but some of our listeners might not have had the pleasure of encountering you out in the wild. Could you tell them who you are, what you do, when and where your watchmaking journey began?
1: Sure. Um, as you mentioned, I am the managing director of the Blue Company London, and the Blue Company is uh, now uh, almost fifteen years old. And uh, I started. Uh, from scratch uh, in London, uh, without any knowledge of watches, no connection in the industry as a foreigner, as a woman in a dominated in a in, a, in an environment dominated by men, as you well know, uh, it has been a long journey but very interesting, I have to say. Um, when I started, I started as an agent for an Italian brand. Um, I was on uh, maternity leave at that time, and um, my job was in Italy when I moved in London. The reason I moved in London, is it is because my husband has been moved in London for work. So I follow him uh, with a little child. So I, I was on maternity leave at that time. And uh, uh, when my maternity leave finished, I had either to go back to Italy to my work there or to stay here. So I decided to stay here and to search for opportunities um, I was not particularly satisfied about uh, the opportunities I got here. Uh, my background is in, um, actually, I have a master's degree in economics and I work in banking first and then in uh, at Pirelli in Tyres. So I was in planning and forecasting. Um, London, UK, is not my first foreigner experience because I lived also in Singapore and in Stockholm before. Wow.
0: Um,
1: yeah, so I was in banking in Singapore and in Stockholm. I started my experience with Pirelli tires. And then I moved to Milan before coming in London. So it's more than 20 years that I am away from Italy. So I'm originally Italian, but uh, I lived half of my life abroad, basically. Um, So uh, I was saying that uh, when I was in London 16 years ago in maternity leave, i have been approached by a friend of mine in Italy asking me to develop a brand of watches here in the UK, and I was really intimidated about the idea of watches because I didn't know a difference between a quartz and a mechanical watch. <laughs> so I basically said, "Are you sure about that?" Say, "Yeah, yeah, you can do it. You can do it." So I started from zero. Um, uh, this brand is an Italian fashion brand, so it gave me a, a small collection of these watches, and I start to to, to walk around London with this trolley of watches and knocking all the possible doors. Obviously, without any knowledge, you dare more. So I start to knock doors that was really impossible to go in. Uh, but in that way, I started. And um, it was great to start like that without many knowledge, because, as I said, I I dare to knock doors. I mean, I had this fashion brand that uh, was really, really entry level, uh, mainly quartz. And I was knocking doors with... Uh, Girard-Peregaux, Panerai watches, stuff like that. I mean, in these days, I'm I'm laughing thinking about that because knowing more about the market, you understand how impossible it is to have a quartz watch sitting next to a luxury watch. Uh, But at that time, I didn't know this, so I I, I knocked all the possible doors, and it was great because that way mm, I started with this small brand, but a year after, I became a distributor for Glycine Uh, so I started from zero but slowly step by step in one year I became a distributor so that was the way I started the distribution with glycine
0: and you're now in charge of the distribution and representation of seven separate brands is that right
1: yeah correct yes I have seven different brands they don't all come together I I started uh, as I said step by step so I first start with the as an agent for a a bit, then one year after I started with this company, the blue company, I took over the distribution of, uh, glycine watches that I had for six years. Uh, then, um, the other, I mean, the brand that uh, made a big difference to my company is actually, uh, Jungans, um, that I got from 2014. um, but in my in my actual portfolio, the oldest brand I have, that the one that I had for the longest time at the moment, is Mule Glaschutte, uh, which I started with uh, with it in in 2012 actually. Um, but anyway, as I mentioned, uh, basically uh, of these seven brands, uh, Jungens is the one that uh, um, made us recognize as distributor really in the market. Uh, yeah. Sorry. I was, you were saying something?
0: Uh, no, I wasn't actually. I was just listening intently because it's actually uh, fascinating that you are able to represent all these different brands. It's the German ones that stick out to me, of course, because we first really got to know each other when I was working for Nomos and we would run into each other at every fair going and you'd have Jungens or Müller-Glasserter and I'd have Nomos and we we hit it off right away. But I think you have that kind of effect on most people, right? You've, You've always been able to make friends quickly.
1: I try to be friendly. I like to have, um, to know people and uh, yeah, I'm quite sociable. And uh, yes, I mean, of course, I mean, I try to be as much possible friend with everybody, but you know that sometimes we are not the cup of tea for everyone.
0: (laughs) I don't know what you mean. I have no idea what you mean. Everybody loves me.
1: (laughs) But but I, I think that, yeah, I'm... I'm quite, um, I mean, I try to smile as much as I can and always because I'm an happy person at the end.
0: Well, that's nice. I'm very envious of that. Um, I'm also envious of the experience of working with so many brands so closely because you must get to know a lot about them all. And don't worry, I'm not going to dive into any of the collections and and whatnot and uh, go too far in depth in that direction. But what is it that you're most excited about from any of the brands? Just pick something from one of them um, coming up in the next 12 months.
1: Uh, okay, to be honest, all our brands, uh, I, I cannot uh, sponsor one more than the other, so I try to be as neutral as possible. Mm-hmm. Uh, but All our brands have something really special, and this is the reason why we have them. So we don't pick up brands randomly, but we want brands with uh, a strong DNA, uh, with an history to tell, and all of them have something special that we can share, We I can share with you. For the future, I mean... To be honest, I don't know exactly what is going to happen for all of them. I mean, some brands, they share more than others. So some brands, they share long in advance what they're going to do in the future. Some others, they share more last minute. So everyone is different in that sense. So we know that some are coming out with limited editions. Some others are more in the sustainable... They are acting more in sustainable projects. So we don't have... I mean... Many details to share, and I can't share much at the moment neither, to be honest.
0: Okay. Uh, well, I won't push you. I won't push you too hard on that front then. But tell me this. Have you noticed any changes or challenges across the board uh, posed by the coronavirus pandemic for the brands that you represent?
1: Okay. In terms of sales, to be honest, as a company, as the Blue Company, uh, in 2020, we had a plus 10% compared to 2019. Wow. But this year, we have a plus 60%. What? six zero? What? Yes. Yes, yes. I mean, as a company, we are growing massively. In fact, uh, um, we have also I am uh, I am investing in a new in a new office in a much bigger space. And I have to employ more people because we are growing uh, with the brands that we have. Um, So, yeah, we so we we, I cannot say that uh, the the COVID was uh, negative for us. Of course, if we talk about uh, uh, parts or whatever, we are aware that our brands are suffering a bit, uh, some difficulties in uh, getting parts or materials. But overall for us, yeah, maybe we have some delays in the deliveries of the watches, but the, the sales are great. So we are growing a lot.
0: I really can't believe the 60% jump. I mean, it's fantastic. Yes. Although I must say it does tally with everything else I've heard from uh, different areas of the luxury industry that things have not been as bleak as one might have expected throughout the coronavirus pandemic. But I am mostly interested in your opinion because you have an overview of seven brands, which is quite rare. You know, you expect every brand representative who's working for one single brand to tell you that, you know, everything's perfect and they can't make enough watches and they're always sold out and blah, 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 blah. But you are a representative, like slightly removed from the internal operations, which gives you that very unusual overview of like quite a a broad sector of the business that you operate within. So that is quite fascinating to see that it is that much of an improvement year on year.
1: Yes. I mean, we, we, okay. Just bear in mind that we took on board also, Okay, I mean, let, let's be open on that. Of the seven brands that we have, we distribute five of them and we have in agency two. So Marisaqua, I'm, I'm acting as an agent at the moment, but we are discussing about distribution from next year. And the other brand I have in agency is Scatola del Tempo. So as a distributor of the other five brands, I have a few of them that are growing massively. Like for example, Doxa, I started in 2019 with it. And, uh, I mean, I was the first distributor appointed worldwide, uh, after ourselves, then they started also with, uh, the Australian guy. Then they, they open up the, uh, office in, uh, and the operation also in the U S, but we are the first, we are actually the first that opened a point of sales, uh, um, uh, here in the UK. And, uh, so when I started in 2019 with Doxa, it was something really fresh. Of course, the growth of the company is also due to that, to Doxa, because, uh, we have opened several point of sales and uh, we are operating with Watches of Switzerland Group, uh, with Brivebrook now um, and other independent dealers very successful with the brand. So the grow is also thanks to that.
0: So I guess that you're now working very closely with a lot of those doors that you knocked on all those years ago uh, with your small quartz brand unable to get a foot, a <laughs> foot in the door. Now you're, now you're working with them. They're your colleagues.
1: Yeah, yeah. Now I basically, they, those are my main customer today. Yes. But not just with dogs, also with Jungans, with uh, Maurice Acquas as well, with, uh, yes, with Swiss Cubic, with Scato del Tempo, with all, mostly, most of my brands.
0: So you have a huge amount of experience in the industry by this point, uh, coming from nothing. Like you said, you've, you've really worked like on every level to get to this point and you have close personal relationships with the brands you represent, and you obviously know a lot about the brands that you don't represent because you have to in order to position your brands correctly. Are there any brands, if you can tell me this, that you would like to work with that you don't currently work with?
1: As you know, I work with independent brands and it's not that easy in these days to find independent brands uh, with a specific DNA and uh, an history to tell. A, a, a story, a story to tell, or story to tell, a story to tell. Sorry, mostly are giant, are groups. So, at the moment, I don't have any brands that I am looking at as a, as a watch, as a watch brand. Of course, I'm always open to um, opportunities if I have any independent brands coming to me, as long as it is meeting our criteria. Because the way we work strategically, because our strategy, our motto is less is more. So we we wish to have a brand that understands our strategy. So we want to work with a very interesting point of sales. We want to work mainly with uh, big players. So if a brand is meeting our motto, then we are always happy to consider it too. But I don't have specifically a brand that I am looking or or observing at the moment, also because I'm extremely busy in managing the one that we have. Uh, However, on that front... uh, we are interested to evaluate jewelry brand. Really? Yes. We wish to add to our portfolio a jewelry brand, and we are discussing with one. So possibly in the future, you might see that happening. Of course, always watches. We are specialized in watches. I have to be honest. I am specializing in watches, but I wish to add a jewelry brand in our portfolio.
0: Well, that could be very interesting as well. I think that obviously the two go hand in hand and it makes sense if, you, uh, if you're if you traveling around to these high-end uh, retail locations, uh, why not put a jewelry brand in your stable as well? I'm not going to ask you which watch you wear uh, because of course, I'm sure that changes depending on um, the day and whatever you're focused on. But have you ever taken an interest in designing watches yourself?
1: Okay, first of all, Rob, I will surprise you the most now, saying that I'm not wearing any watch.
0: Oh, you're so so diplomatic.
1: No, no, I'm, I'm, I promise you, I don't wear. Um, I don't. I originally I was wearing one brand, but now because I have five watch brands in my portfolio. I decided that I better not wear any
0: <laughs> okay. because
1: uh, otherwise, uh, I mean, uh, I will promote one more than the other. So I think that it is more fair to not wear any. Also because my watch brands are mostly men watches, except one that is more unisex or the other are very masculine. So I would end up wearing most of the time the one that is mostly unisex. Mm-hmm. So I decided that I'm not wearing any of my brands anymore, unless there are specific reasons. Um in terms of development of a watch, as, I'm, as I, you know, I'm not a technical person. I'm not a watchmaker. So I'm not in the condition and I'm not in the position to design any. So the only thing I can do is uh, observe trends, uh, listen to requests, and pass all this information to the brands if they want to listen. But I won't be in the position to design any watch myself. So I can just pass information or collect ideas and eventually, if I need to do something bespoke, then it's another situation. But myself, I won't be able to design a watch.
0: Okay, okay. So you don't wear a watch because you're the perfect professional, and I appreciate that. It's very, uh, very nice answer. But do you have that sexy Jungens clock on your kitchen wall?
1: Uh, not yet, because it's not out yet. However, I have, uh, I have the Jungens clock in my house in two rooms, but not the, not the light blue one, not oh. the. the not that I not because it's not out yet is um it's a bit late uh the delivery is a bit uh, delayed.
0: I thought you might have got your hands on one early that's all I was just asking I saw it pop up in my email inbox the other day and I was like oh man it might be the one I need to buy it's so so nice
1: yeah it's very cool I mean we had a lot of positive feedback on that but it's not available yet okay
0: okay I can wait I can wait and I look forward to hearing about it when it arrives in in your kitchen that'll be nice to know so Jollens has obviously a very, very precise DNA as do nearly, I guess, all of your brands that you represent. And that's one of the things you look for. But what do you think, can you verbalize that for our listeners? Can you tell me what do you think it is that makes a strong brand?
1: Uh, Okay. What makes a a brand very strong is uh, the DNA, the possibility to recognize it from distance. So, uh, for example, all my brands, uh, most of them, basically, they have this characteristic. So, well, Doxa, you can spot from uh, very far, uh, from the shape of the case. And Doxa in particular is not one of the many diving watch. Is the diving watch. So that is, I mean, it's very distinctive. Jungas uh, is uh, extremely distinctive, too, for uh, for the minimal design, for this the Max bill collection in particular, and... Uh, We don't have to forget that they also invented the radio control watches. So Jungas is also very distinctive. Meister Singer is one-hand watch. So how can you not uh, recognize (laughs) it? Uh, So uh, every single brand I have, they have something that we can talk about. So... For me, uh, a brand to be strong is to be recognised from distance.
0: Okay, so you would say that that is the thing that binds all of your brands together, apart from you, of course. Uh, that's uh, yes. Okay, so they have this strong message that can be recognised uh, from a long way away. I actually have one of those Youngins radio-controlled watches. You know?
1: Do you? I oh, know. I didn't know that.
0: Yeah, it was. Um, well, I came into possession of it by accident. It, my dad's father-in-law. Um, I think that's right yeah his girlfriend's yep. dad yeah uh had a few watches um and he recently went into a care home and my dad discovered this small box and there was like a Tissot sea star from the 60s a radio-controlled young ones and an old couple of old beat-up casios so i took it and uh well he, he gave it to me i didn't just steal it obviously and uh I had to get a new battery for it but apart from that it was it's working just fine. It's a crazy looking thing um but very cool to have.
1: And do you know in from which period is it?
0: I think it was like the second generation of its type. Um I did do a little bit of research into it but not too much. I will turn my attention back to it when I have when I have some time off maybe over Christmas. Are you taking a Christmas holiday yourself?
1: Yes, of course. Uh, I mean we we plan to go to Italy if there are no restriction. Okay. Um Yeah. So yeah, we, because both myself and my husband, we are Italian. So we go back to Italy.
0: Very nice. Very nice indeed. I mean, I I am planning on heading back to the north of England myself. It's probably not quite as attractive a destination as Italy, but um, I certainly miss it. That's for sure. So tell me this, and this is a very uh, broad question, but um, you can go in any direction you desire with it. What is the long-term plan for the Blue Company?
1: Oh, well, you know what? I mean, it's a very difficult question. Uh, when I started my company, it was an hobby and I was happy with that. I was not planning anything as it is today. So, um, honestly speaking, is a very... Uh- you know, I do this work for passion. I mean, the passion is the main driver of this company, and uh, I, I don't have a specific plan. But uh, what I can see from today is that uh, I need to get bigger, so in uh, with the office, with the I have to employ more people. So I can see that that is the direction of the company. But I mean, I'm not supposed to say that, but I don't specifically plan anything. I just uh, I just work on things as they come. You know, <laughs> so. Um, yeah, this is. The, I mean, I don't have a specific plan to share, but I just tell you that uh, by next year, by in one year time, I definitely have to move in a big space, employ at least two or three more people, and this is the way we go. And I mean, now of course, uh, um, with with our with the structure as it is, uh, and with the portfolio I have, I have to say that uh, I have brands that are calling me uh, on a regular basis, new brands and. Uh, Uh, both of jewellery and watches. But so far, I didn't, apart from one that I am in talk with uh, of jewellery, I don't see any other that really meet all our criteria, basically.
0: Interesting. So it could go in any direction. I mean, I'm not surprised people are calling you because every time I see you at events, you're always busy, surrounded by people, um trying to i'm sure like lure your services towards their brand that's because you're obviously doing a great job and you know every brand that you've worked with has become far more visible in my mind ever since you got your hands on it so um yeah, you do need more people because you're traveling a lot as well, aren't you? I mean, you have to be there. You, your feet have to be on the ground and you have to be, you know, well, not shaking hands with people anymore, but yes. elbow bumping or fist bumping or kicking people in the leg or whatever it is you want to do.
1: I love that too, Rob. I love traveling and uh, and uh, I'm really happy that now uh, we can do it again, finally. And uh, is my favorite part.
0: Yeah, I mean, it was it was great. Having time um, with you in Geneva recently. What was the name of that awful <laughs> nightclub we ended up in? I don't
1: know. I don't remember. You definitely don't remember.
0: <laughs> I, I definitely don't remember. I, I think I walked past it the day after and like had this head-to-toe shudder at the thought what? of what went on.
1: Oh, my gosh. Oh, uh, I don't remember. the Leopard? Leopard? Is it possible?
0: Yeah, Leopard Lounge or Leopard Room or something. It sounds like the sort of place that people were definitely murdered in the, <laughs> the 1930s. I don't know.
1: <laughs> you know that uh, i went there actually twice when i was in geneva because also i went uh, on um, on the on the night of my party my birthday because uh, last minute doxa when they discovered that it was my birthday they 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 um, immediately organized something like a drink over there it was great
0: it sounds wonderful um, <laughs> i can only imagine what kind of state you are in by the end of the night? It seems like nobody leaves that place with any dignity left intact.
1: I mean, I think I told you, but I don't drink uh, uh, wine. Okay, I don't drink alcohol, with just some exception on bubbles. But I'm not, I'm not into alcohol as much. So I'm always. But I mean, I never leave a place without, I mean, I'm always in good order, let's say that.
0: Uh, yeah, you always seem to carry yourself with a, a great deal of poise. Uh, I unfortunately do not, but I like, a, a, you know, I, what can I say? It's a cultural thing, I guess. I have to uphold the idiot abroad mentality wherever I go. So uh, I'll drink for you. Uh, and I probably did raise a glass to you on your birthday, although I can't remember it. And if anyone wants to send Monica a card next year, her birthday's September 2nd. <laughs> I'm right.
1: right. <laughs> Ram, but your is not, uh, is a few days after, isn't it?
0: A couple of weeks after. I'm on the 16th. So, uh, you all know where i live so send me a birthday card <laughs> if you like i will accept gifts and bribes <laughs> uh, i'm gonna have to make sure that i get you something at least uh, next year uh, i guess we'll be back in geneva again right
1: yeah definitely but even in the springtime
0: no oh yeah of course because we have watches and wonders and is that what it's called now
1: oh yes it's watching and wonder is correct
0: okay okay good well i look forward to seeing you then i'm sure we will speak before that Monica, thank you for joining us on the podcast. It is a real pleasure, as always, to talk to you, and I hope we get to catch up soon.
1: Thank you, Rob. Thank you very much for your time. I really appreciated it. Do
0: you have any secrets? A lot. (laughs)
1: It's (laughs) true! Okay,
0: now...